Hello, my name is Peter Barron, and on behalf of Osiris Radio and FreakyTrigger.co.uk, I'd like to welcome you to the Lost Property Office. If you lose stuff, do you repeatedly go back to the same place, the place where you thought you left it even though it's plainly not there? Or do you have a hook by the door where you hang your key because you're always losing it? If so, this show is for you. We all lose stuff. Avenged Sevenfold, when they wrote the track Lost, which is also the brief theme to this show, lost a lot of fans because they gleefully accepted auto-tune into their lives, which is anathema to many a metaler. But here I'll be guiding a guest to go through the items they've lost and hoping to distract them with some new items. Because this is not just a fake radio lost property office, it's also a real university one. I've invited my guests over rummage to see what they can find. Who knows the right flow and may be listening and can come and pick them up. Anyway, welcome this week's intrepid lost propertyer, Danny Neal. Hello. So Danny, um, you've been down uh, into the office. What did you think of it? Um, well, it was a very intriguing lost property office down there. Um, and I nearly got killed by a tsunami of um, books and records. And, but I, di- I did retrieve a couple of things from there, so it's, from the it, wreckage. I mean, we're right at the end of the term now, so it really is full it of is full. Um, and <laughs> I it's, could have died in there. Yes, um, and you know, it's, it's quite humid today, and, and certainly there's nothing down there that would help. No. But you, you weren't taking away any of the clothing for there? No, there's a nice warm-looking leather jacket, but that might be more of a winter thing rather than a summer thing. Well, we'll, we'll come on to some of your, your items you've found um, in a bit. But before we get to that, I want to talk about you. Uh-huh. I want to talk about what have you lost? What have you lost of greatest personal or physical value? Well, um, at the weekend, I discovered that I'd lost my ability to barbecue. And I'm a bit worried that this is a symbol of my losing my Australianness after 10 years over here. That's quite bad. You, you are Australian, as you pointed out there. And um, it, it, is a, it is your national pastime in some ways. Yes, apparently. But I, I tried to light a barbecue at the weekend and I had to get someone to come over and rescue me and show me how to do it properly. So what, what was wrong? Um, apparently I didn't have the charcoal stacked in a pyramid and, and people were laughing at my choice of fire lighter. Right. And, but in my defence... Um, mm. I grew up with a gas barbecue, the Beefmaster 2000, <laughs> and this puny Argos barbecue thing I paid 22 quid for, and with this charcoal thing that you have to light. It's just <laughs> we do it much more seriously in Australia. But surely, but surely using gas. I mean, as you say it's gas fired. The Beefmaster 2000. 2000. 2000. Wow. I mean, it that sounds pretty top of the I range. I think we got it in 1995, so 2000 probably did sound quite modern back <laughs> <Yeah. like> then. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like 12 years old. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that. I mean, gas strikes me as not being really barbecuing because you might. It's just like having an, an oven in the garden. Um, no, there's still charcoals there. It's just a lot easier to light. And if you're having barbecues, in, I grew up in Brisbane, or yeah. lived in Brisbane most recently. If you're having barbecues pretty much every night because it's 30 degrees and too hot to cook in the kitchen, oh, yeah. you don't want to be fussing around with the... the but then, but then that, that does make it more like it literally is a, a, a utensil in the kitchen. There's, no, there's no, none of this trying to make fire. No, I mean, I did have a fantastic barbecue at my last place I lived in in Brisbane, mm. um, which somebody had built a kind of Aztec pyramid structure in the middle of a Brisbane back garden and, it was, and painted it. It was quite terrifyingly did you, awesome. Did you sacrifice people on top of this? Uh... No, lots of rissoles. Right. But um, no, no people. No people. No people. So, so, I mean, obviously you were a little worried at the weekend that your barbecuing skills had, had passed. Yes. Um, but... In your defence, I mean, I, I was there at the barbecue, yes. I can say that, and it was a very good barbecue. Yes. You know, and you, and you were, as you say, you weren't working with much. 
very few people have to have to work with that kind of equipment. And Argos, <laughs> in that smaller space, and that's what yeah, it was a tiny space. Um, and yeah, and, you know, um, Argos is not the god of barbecues. Um, no, but then my budget didn't really stretch much no. beyond the twenty-two. No, and, and to be fair, it probably would have gone up until it, it would have kept being much of the same. They would have been bigger, but you still would have had to done this whole fire lighter shenanigans. Yeah. So what, what did you use as fire lighters in the end? Well, no, it's just I was in. Um, I was in Sainsbury's just beforehand, and mm. I was, and I thought, well, normally you get that horrible stink, that uh, petrol lighting fluid. Yeah, well, I hate that stuff. And I'd be, you know, yeah, don't but, use that if you can help it. Yes, but they had these intriguing looking, look like matchsticks, but much bigger. Right, and um, there were on the box it said that they're non toxic, had no smell. And I thought that's what I wanted. Um, so I pulled those out at the barbecue and lots of people looked at me and went, what are those? Um, but I think they worked quite well. Yeah. Well, it was it was. And they didn't smell, did it? No, it didn't smell. I think there is this, this, this terrible thing in British barbecues where there is A, the lighter fluid, there's B, those white fire lighting cubes. Yeah. That, which look like sort of the, the, I suppose they're anti-ice creams in some ways. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and they're kind of weirdly sublimated. Oh, they're just wrong. Yes. Um, and also, yeah, men in Britain, when it comes to barbecues, they don't know much about them. And we do tend to just spend hours just using it as an excuse to play with petrol. Yeah, it's, it's just scary though. I mean, five years ago, my 30th birthday, yeah. which says how old I turned last week. Yes. <laughs> Can you do the maths, dear listener? <laughs> do the maths. Um, for my 30th birthday, I had a barbecue and I was very good at barbecuing then. So right. this is why I'm a bit worried. I'm losing my Australianness. I, so. think, I think I think the, the shortage of space didn't help. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the lack of there being much breeze. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> really any down breeze. Down. And any breeze there was would have, would have take, taken all the... Uh, all the smoke indoors. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I don't think you had an awful lot to work with meat-wise as well. There was some good meat oh. there, but it was a lot of sausages, wasn't it? I mean... <laughs> there still are a lot of sausages. <laughs> I'm going to be eating rissoles and sausages for at least next month. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So, so and uh, if you were to put a... I mean, it's an esoteric thing, your ability to barbecue, and therefore perhaps your national identity. But if you were to put a monetary, monetary cost on your national identity... It would be much more than £22. And what would it be in Australian dollars? Oh, um, oh pretty close to £22 nowadays. <laughs> Bloody, it's so expensive going home. I, um, I Maybe the price on it will be the 1200 1500 I'm going to be paying on airfares to go back to Australia at Christmas time for three weeks. I'm sure it would be so, well worth it to see all your family. And yes, and, and do lots of barbecue and, get, and skill up. Of course, this <laughs> is the right time of year for them as well. Not that there's ever a time of year you can't really barbecue in Australia. Yes. But, you know, certainly not that far. All barbecue time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So anyway, um, we're going to look at your first lost item now. Which this, but this is the music because uh, oh, to drop this in. Yes, this is really interesting. So what we found here? It is an iPod, and it's a. Um, it appears to be a Korean iPod. Yes. So it has lots of K-pop in it. It so. does, and it's taken us a while to actually work out how to put it on shuffle. It being in Korean. It being in Korean, <laughs> and it very, really, really is in Korean. Um, but we have put it on shuffle, and so I'm going to try a track here. It's it's a chunky. Uh, it's a sort of. It's old school. Old school. It's old silver. school. It's not old. It's not like version one, but it's it's kind of version two, two or three. Uh, One hundred and sixty gigabytes. This would have set you back a bit in the day. It still probably would set you back a little bit. But um, so let's 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 fade it up and see what. So this track is actually the the name of the band is in English or in Roman script. BMK. That's not necessarily in English, but <laughs> but uh, the track itself is in Korean. And let's see what it sounds like. Oh, 
Something in Korean, we're guessing. Funky? Yeah, it sounds live. It does definitely sound live. Sounds like sounds like she's got quite a crowd there. Yeah, there's a there's a picture on you know this is a iPod that does do pictures after all, and the picture of the band on there or the group, which does seem to have um, a large number of women. So I don't know if you can see that. No, it's you can't gone really black see it now. So and turned it around. Yeah. Oh, anyway, the BMK do appear to be sort of a, a bunch of women. Um, Singing, oh, yeah. but, but funky. It's funky. It's catchy. It's got Turkey's entry to Eurovision out of my head. Well, I was about to say, yeah, you, you, you. It, listening to this is not so bad in the week after Eurovision because <laughs> <laughs> we, we heard worse at Eurovision, certainly. Um, Definitely. Yeah. There's less screeching there. No, they don't because they, they have a, a time limit. I think of three and a half minutes, so they, it. it Mitigates against the long funk workout, let's say. Yeah, but I bet your BMK don't have a video with um, or a stage show involving people making boats out of their cloak, and I think that's one thing they really miss. Yeah, they don't have. They so. missed. They missed that trick certainly. Yes. Well, let's 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 let them sing underneath us while um, <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you about a time you've been lost. Oh, see, um, when I was about seven, eight. Um, we went and I we were, it was when, when when my family was living in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, and we went down for camping holiday in Wilson's Promontory. Okay, um, which is kind of the very pointy bit at the bottom of Victoria, and um, it's quite remote and rugged and really amazing beaches and waves. It's great. It was an Easter holiday, and um, one afternoon my sister, well, we were there with my my family and then some family friends of ours and their three girls. Right. Um, and then my sister and one of the girls came over to me and said. Oh, these other people in the campground, um, they're going for a walk down the beach. And mum and dad have all said it's okay for you to come with us. Sure, do you want to come? And I went, yeah. That of course, that sounds, sounds exciting. That'd be great. Um, last time I'm ever going to listen to my little sister. Well, really? at least last, probably the last time <laughs> I've listened to my little sister, and it's been many, many years. Um, so we went wandering off up the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite a long beach. We were probably gone for about an hour. Mm. And then we had helicopters above. Okay. Oh, a helicopter above. Helicopters are cool when you're a kid. You know, it's helicopters yeah, as well. Yeah, they're going and waving yeah. and stuff like that. Got 
back to the campground about after about an hour and a half and turns out that the helicopter is looking for my little sister, my sister's friend and myself. Think that we've all drowned off the beach. Oh, dear. Yes. That's not so good, is it? <laughs> wasn't so good. They turned that around quite quickly. That's good of them. But Yeah, they got it quite quickly. I mean, we're quite young. And is like, it a dangerous place to swim? It's a very dangerous place to swim. You probably end up in Tasmania. Okay. Or Antarctica if you miss Tasmania. Well, and both places are worse than death. <laughs> Quog, quite cold. Yes. Um, Oh, but still, the sense of injustice I have. I mean, it's been. It wasn't. I mean, were you you were, you were younger or older? I'm older by three years. So, so she was about. So I must have been about eight, and she must have been about five or something. Well, maybe it was a bit older. But it would have been your fault, therefore. Oh yes, because yeah, you were the older yeah, one. Yeah, right? so absolutely was. your fault. Years later, I mean, every time we have a family barbecue or something, when I go home. Just ugh, comes out, but I'm like, remember that time you got us lost to the beach, and I had to take the blame, and it was. And she she doesn't even remember it, does she? No. <laughs> it's almost as if you made it up, and you're now using the fact you're on you're on a podcast that you can prove it to the world. Now, look, why would I lie about this? But I bet none of your other guests have had police search rescue helicopters looking for them. No, it's true. No one. I think the worst we've had is someone getting a bit lost in in downtown Tel Aviv. But you know, it was well, that would actually probably be a worse place to get lost. Different kind of uh, different, getting different lost. Danger. Yeah. So you and you and you would never have swum there anyway. You were too good for that. You would you'd never have gone out in the dangerous water. Well, no, I don't think I don't ever remember swimming at that place because yeah. I don't think it was. A, I think there might have been a um a creek, or mm. kind of thing you could swim behind the campsite. But I think the water is completely out of out of because you know, they're big waves. They yeah, come yeah, straight yeah. from Antarctica and hitting the beach there. It's really, really cold so, waves. I mean, years later, I went there probably about six, seven years ago with an ex of mine and I was looking out in the water there and going, no wonder my parents were scared. Yeah. And got the... You saw it. it you, you understood it, I yeah. mean, it's really rugged and remote, so... It um, is bad, yeah. No, I, thought, I think well, the main thing we've had is people being lost in shops, you know, <laughs> which is not quite the same. Yeah. You, you I got a little bit lost on my way here. Yeah, but, that's true. I mean, you would. we've had that a bit as well, actually. You wouldn't get a helicopter in a shop. No, so, no. I, I, I'm going with the helicopter. I think the helicopter is really good. So, um, <laughs> I mean, did, did your parents didn't make you write to say sorry to the helicopter pilot or anything like that. That was. We no. had to write a thank you letter. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Um, but they didn't. I mean, at least they didn't charge my parents any money because I no. hear all these stories of li- yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah. Of um, I think they cracked down on that now. If you're wasting police time, yes, then back um, then they just they, you know they had, they had petrol to burn. Yeah, they could fly the helicopter yeah. wherever they want. I gave you a stern stern lecture, and I'm sure I, they were much happier to find living children than floating corpses. Exactly. So all's well that ends. Well. All's well that ends well. Um, next question um, is the opposite of the two losing questions. And um, what have you found? See, I'm not very good at actually finding things because I'm, I'm always off in a little dream world. That's fine, yeah. And um, I never find fifty pound notes or anything exciting like that. I mean, I've been finding out a lot about family history. That's good. Okay, that, that's that's a nice yeah. little segue. I'll go with that. Yeah. What have you, <laughs> what have you found out? <laughs> Well, no, it's just that my um, my, my grandmother passed away about uh, six months ago now. Oh, sorry. Um, that's fine. It's just that she had a very Victorian attitude to things like um, like criminality and, right. and illegitimate children. And um, grandparents do sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yes. But even, even so, it sounds like it might, she might have been quite a, quite a difficult lady sometimes. Yeah, she's very difficult. But it's very interesting finding out all these things after she's passed away. That um, she was herself illegitimate. Yeah. And- I mean. 
No, she wasn't that. But she did have quite a lovely time during World War Two, driving US soldiers really? around in Canberra. Really? So, um, which I'm intending on finding out a lot more about when I go home to Australia next this later on this year yeah. um, for a trip. But um, I mean, uh, she was always proud to go on about Charles Dickens being an ancestor. He's right. my great 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 granddad. Okay, well that's pretty cool. Yeah, no writing ability has been passed down at all. Um, Some people argue he had it himself, but not, not I, 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 I. I don't read much of his books. Yeah, yeah. I'm a terrible, terrible, great, great, great. Christmas great Carol, Muppet Christmas Carol. All you need to know. Exactly. Is in that, exactly. You know. I mean, and um, but the really cool thing we found out is is that she was um, I don't I wouldn't call her racist. Um, I just think she's a product of her time. Okay, yeah, that's, that's I think that's our usual way we, we forgive our grandparents for yeah. the racism they have. Yes, I mean, Australian, that, her age, yeah, yeah it's no, I a bit more, that, happened yeah. a bit more. Um, but turned out that um, the big family secret after she died, and my uncle was sworn to secret, mm-hmm. uh, secrecy, is that it turns out that um, we actually, our family are descended from a gentleman on the First Fleet, which makes us First Fleeters. Okay, that's good. original white Australians, not original yeah. Australians. That would be wrong to claim that. Yes, I think, yes, yes. Um, well, well caught there. <laughs> but, um, not, I mean, worse than that for my grandmother. I mean, it was terrible to find out it was a convict. We're descended yeah. from convicts. I mean, this was a terrible thing in Australia pre-1988 when the buzz and yeah. happened. But worse than that, it turned out that he was one of two African-American... <gasps> <sighs> Good lord! Know, what a revelation! It's fascinating. It's really amazing stuff. So I when mean, she when she found that out, or when she, did she always know that was no, it was always in the family? Or? I think she. I don't know how long ago she found out about it, but she knew about it for a few years, and it was. First of all, convicts. Yeah. And then Not just second, convicts, though. Uh, Good Lord. And then second of all, I mean, yes, um, uh, but it was, he had a really interesting life and yeah. everything. I mean, he. Um, he well, fought in the War of Independence mm. and was repatriated. Well, I don't think he'd ever been in England before that. The stories differ a bit yeah. um, as to exact his, his exact history. Um, but then in Manchester, he was caught um, stealing a watch chain right. and was sent out in the first fleet to Australia. Um, and, yeah, I just think that's really an interesting thing to find out. So, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Not so much a physical thing, but no. it's just all these amazing stuff coming out about my grandmother's life that we never knew during her lifetime because she was a bit of a... So what was his name? Uh, oh, gosh, James Randall. James Randall. Yes. Uh, one thing I never quite understood, and you may be able to help me out on this. So all these convicts, you know, or, or you know, the number of convicts got sent out there, yeah, and and a large number of people in Australia are descended from them. Yeah, who who did they marry, or who did they have children with? I each, think each other. But they were all men. No, 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 no. Are they send women out. No, as well? they always say no, no. They specifically in the first fleet there was a woman's fleet, a woman's ship. Okay. No, they definitely sent out women. They knew. I've read. I've read quite a few books on this. They definitely sent women out on them. They, you don't really have so much of their family histories. Right. Their his, their, the woman's history, hmm. so much. But I was going to come to that with one of our later yeah, yeah. answers. But, um, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll but no, that, no, yeah. they were definitely, they were there to take, weren't really sent as um, a, prost, uh, a prostitute ship. But I think that was the unwritten kind yeah. of... Um, we can't kill them. They'll only kill yeah, themselves. Yeah, don't let their testosterone. You don't want them... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a bit, yeah. bit racy. But no, there were definitely a... Well, there's a woman's ship sent out and some married... Aboriginal ladies, the Indigenous yeah. Australians there, yeah. and um, mostly married each other. I found something interesting a few weeks ago that um, there were there were quite a few Jewish people on the on the first fleet as well, right. um, but they couldn't actually marry each other because they, you had to have a certain amount of 
people who are Jewish to constitute a synagogue. Right. So they all got married in Anglican churches. Oh, okay. So they didn't marry, but so, they didn't marry as yeah, Jews. Yeah, so, it's just all oh. sorts of interesting bits of history there. So I'm going to go back and find out more about all of this well, um, I'm, I'm, at some I, stage. I hope people have enjoyed this week's uh, episode of Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah, uh, I'm going to find out how much more of a fleasy my grandmother was <laughs> exactly. in World well, War II. That does sound quite, <laughs> quite vastly. I think, I think we're going to move on to one of yeah. your objects yeah. now. Which one would you like to go with first, I think? Well, there's a diary. Let's go with a diary. It's a diary. Now, I mean, there are quite a lot of diaries and in the past people have been a bit wary of grabbing diaries because you know they may have sensitive personal information in them but no no such compunction for you Danny no 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 oh she's got she's going oh he she well, that's, this, this is this is what I think you should try and glean from it thinking through it see male or female oh, gee what have they got going on well I know that they're German okay because they've got or German or European because like, they've got that the ones that have a bit of it, they, they write in a German kind of way. Okay, a German kind of way. I think it's, I'm not sure if that's. They have a particular. No, it's the way they're taught in school. It's got a. Um, not, not the sevens it. have the crossover yeah. them, and the ones have a very long upstroke and then down. Okay, so they're right. German. They're German. We're saying German definitely then now. Yeah, they changed some money. Okay. Um, 600 euros got them 460 pounds. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's so definitely um, European, German, German still. Maybe Italian. Maybe Italian. German. Swiss then, maybe. Swiss? Ooh, Ooh yes. Swiss, you know. No, Italian. Italian. Actually, it wouldn't so, be Swiss because I wouldn't have Euros. So definitely, oh, right. Oh, no. Ita- oh. Maybe Northern Italian because there's lots of German and Italian. Yeah. Okay. So um, give, give, us, give us a few, uh, read us out a few events that are happening ooh. in their life. Well, they're learning Chinese. Okay. So we've got German learning Chinese. So they've been to the dentist. Oh, no, no. Dentista. Maybe that's, but then underneath it has... A Ryanair journey, so maybe that's not what I think it means. We think it's Unless they're dentist. flying back to Germany to, for their to, to Italy to um, Italy for the dentist, or it could be a place in Italy called Dentista, where all the yeah. Italian dentists come from. Um, yes, um, they went and saw the Iron Lady, the okay. artist, and a dangerous method. Okay, well, they like you know, oh. <laughs> reasonably highbrow films. It says here, buy a book, and then they've crossed it out and written bike. So, so they've gone for bike over book. Yes. Or maybe they maybe their English wasn't so great they didn't know how it was spelt. Well we'll never know unless they turn up to find their diary. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Um no, they they have quite interesting and full life. They went to Winchester for That's a day true. trip. Um they've got life coaching sessions, whether they're receiving or giving life coaching sessions. Have you been to Winchester? Um yes. Okay, so I'm just not I was just checking just in case, you know, uh it's something you hadn't done and it would be you could steal their life and say that you've been to Winchester <sighs> there, you've read their diary. Yeah. So there's, nothing, there's nothing particularly personal in there. It is literally like an appointment diary, more of a or a reminder diary. Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, except for counselling, life coaching sessions. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. They're just learning Chinese. They went to Winchester Cathedral. Um, but they're probably Northern Italian. Okay. Well, I'll, if, <laughs> if I can find a Chinese uh, Chinese student who's also um, uh, from Northern Italy, I will return that to them. Yeah. I think in the meantime we should probably go back to our Korean music. So I've got I've got it on shuffle. Ooh, let's let's see if the next track is similar. Okay, let's see. Uh, let's go there and then uh, menu and then up oh, down there up one. It's all, as I said the menus are all in Chinese. Uh, sorry, Korean. So it's it's difficult to say what we can get. Mm-hmm. But here we go uh, with the next track, which is actually in English. The title is, and it's. Flower Garden from um, the theme, the, the soundtrack of Howl's Moving Castle.
Well, that's, that's very pretty, isn't it? It's, it is really pretty. Have you seen Hell's Moving Castle? I have. I'm just trying to think where it would be in the movie. It'd be one know. of the more pastoral bits. Pastoral bits, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the less exciting chases with the castle and so on. The yeah. house on legs. Gosh, I haven't watched that for a very long time. I'm going to have to watch all the... What's his name? Car- no. Uh, oh, it's Studio Ghibli and Studio it's... Studio Ghibli and, and it's... Yeah. Him. But I'm going to have to watch some more of his films. <laughs> well, more of his films. We've got a new one. There's a new one coming out, actually, there. Oh. I believe, um, which is a, a uh, um, sort of... Sort of a bit more like my neighbour Totoro, apparently. So that kind of more of a, uh, a slice of life rather than an adventure or fantasy one. That yes. Could be interesting. Yes. Anyway, um, time is a ticking. I want to know what your other object is. Oh, um, <clears throat> I found a birthday card. It's a, it's in a yellow envelope. It's a yellow envelope. And on the front it has two pictures of um, sorry, a, a picture of two ladies from 60s, 70s. 70s, I'd say. Yeah, you'll see the photo on the website if you want to look at it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and it says, Happy birthday from one drunken whore to another. Which is a really, really pleasant thing to send to your friend. You know, yeah. it's, it's exactly what you want on, you know, <laughs> your birthday. Yeah, it's a birthday from last year as well. Oh, does it say? It's, a, it's been lost a very long time. Is it one of those ones where people will put on, on it, you know, uh, December 2011 or something? Or? Yeah, it's. July, 12th of July, 2011. Do you think people write that because they think people are going to keep their cards forever? Well, most of mine from the weekend are in the recycling bin already. There was actually a card, because I've seen the inside of the card briefly here. There was a card I saw last week when I was looking to buy a birthday card for someone where it said, um, if this card is from a man, they'll be writing on the right-hand side saying, to, from. If it's from a woman, there'll be lots of writing on the left-hand <laughs> side, like a letter. And I believe that's the case. Oh, gosh, I'm, I must write the cards like a man then. <laughs> i worried about that. What's also worrying is about the number of people who gave me birthday cards of beer on the front of them. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you do like your really beer. my friend. What does it say then? Um, oh, do you think we can read this out? Well, I can, yes. Yes, yes let's do it. Let's Dear do. name redacted, happy birthday, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Hope this year is one full of exciting adventures and amazing experiences. It has been so lovely getting to know you, and you're a wonderful person to know. All the best. Love. Name redacted. Oh, and a second name as well. So two girls have written this card. Oh, so two people have written it. Two people have. Oh, But I think the second girl looks like she kind of snuck her um, signature in the corner. I think she didn't buy one. I didn't buy one to put my name on there or claim some credit for that. Well, that was quite quite nice. You know, it's one of those things students might give to each other because they they haven't known each other for long. Yeah, it's a bit different to the ones... Like you might get from work colleagues, I was saying before. I mean, the work colleague ones, they always end up really so safe, don't they? Do you get, or maybe not where I you don't, work? I don't but... get one for work colleagues generally. <laughs> we, we, we have quite a, we have a rule, which is an unwritten rule, that basically when birthdays happen, we'll go out for a drink, but we don't give each other cards and presents and nonsense like that. Yeah, I'd prefer that. Instead, we just go, we, this card goes around a couple of days before the yeah. birthday, and it's always a very generic. And I get pink cards, and I'm just, and if anybody looked at my desk, they would see it looks quite Bauhausian, and, mm. and I just... Get <laughs> terrible pink cards. Terrible which, pink which cards. Which don't go. You know, it's not like they. So, do you think is there someone in the office who does all the buying of the cards then, or is there a stock in the cupboard of the cards? No, I know that people go out individually. They go and someone gets delegated for each birthday, and they go right. and buy the card and everything. Um, yeah, it's and it's just, just a card. It's not like money or anything in there. No, no, no money or anything like that. I just think people are really worried about offending other people if they've sent a card saying "Happy Birthday" from one drunken whore to another. Does seem a little not bit work appropriate. Yeah, it does seem a little inappropriate for work. Um, do you always know the person when the card comes around? Um, do you ever have to do the dear no, ex, it's, Happy it's, Birthday or the leaving card, of course, which is the best wishes? 
<laughs> it's funny. Everyone thinks because I'm the communication office, communications officer where I work that I'm going to write something really witty and erudite, and I never can. There's so much pressure to be... about someone's birthday? Yeah. You got older. Well done. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not Dude. Much, <laughs> not much there, is there? What, yeah. what is there to play with? Then I, then, I, then I write something that I think is witty, and actually it's just really stupid, and I feel regretful afterwards. The so. worst thing I find is I, I get halfway through writing something that's quite clever, and then I spell a word wrong. And once you spell a word wrong on a birthday card, there's no way out. There's you no, can't, no way back. You kind of redo it, and yeah. all you think, is there another word that started with P-A-F that might know path? No, it's Aha, a slippery slope From down. a pathological liar. I know that's not how it's spelt. Look, I'm lying again. It's that kind of thing. So, yeah. It's, it's a cherry card. Do you think do you think the person just left it behind in the bath? They opened it. They got the yeah, enjoyment out of it they were going to get, and then they've discarded it. Yes, I think so. So it's not a sad thing, it's a happy thing. It's a happy thing. Good. It's a jaunty yellow card, so. So, now we're on to the big question, the deep question, which I think you may have alluded and answered yeah. to earlier. But um, what is lost to humanity that, if was rediscovered, would make the world a better place? Yeah. Well, no, it's just just because you mentioned before about were there women on the First Fleet. Yeah. I mean, my my degree was in ancient history and journalism. Yeah. And I found out so much really interesting stuff about all oh, what all the all the dudes got up to. You were talking about this recently, yeah. so um, I don't mean to come back. No, and... no, no. Because I think it's an inter- I think it's an interesting because that whole thing about who writes history and so on. But there yeah. are so many stories that are missing. Yeah, I'd really like to hear what the women have to say, and not the, just the high-born women because that's yeah. really interesting. You got lovely. Um, you know, lovely stories about what Roman wives got up to. Yeah. Um, and then they make really salacious... <laughs> TV miniseries, <laughs> TV miniseries I believe. Yes, yeah. But mostly it's just the dudes are um, writing stories about the women their nests, probably a little bit more salacious than they actually would be because they're trying to paint them as being evil when they're probably quite nice. Haven't? Yeah, and, there's, and there is that thing about, you know, um, when people are writing those kind of histories, the sort of big, you know, they're writing about this battle happened, this stuff happened. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how in recent years how if you find a... You know, a sales ledger. Yeah. How that is actually a primary source, so much more interesting than yeah. someone making up. You know, oh yeah, and St George went and killed a dragon. There weren't dragons. We know <laughs> there weren't dragons. However, we do know that he bought lots of chainmail, and that's quite interesting. <laughs> no, it is. It is interesting stuff like that. I mean, I remember reading. Um, I my, I did a thesis on bog bodies. Bog bodies. Yes. So, so you and I mean. You end like up finding... like like Piltdown Man, but not like Piltdown Man because he wasn't real. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you find out all sorts of interesting things from underneath people's fingernails and about mm. what sort of plants they ate. Or I'm um, going back to the convict thing. Uh, they did a lot of architect, um, archaeological, architectural, architectural <laughs> digs around um, old jailhouses and, and um, places in, in Hobart in Tasmania, mm. and they found buttons and sewing needles, which you go, well, that's not really so exciting. But the women weren't supposed to have sewing needles. Yeah, because they were all convicts, and they could yes. have killed each other yeah, with them. So, so you just, I mean, they were just, then that was just going a few inches in the ground yeah. underneath the cells. You just find out all this really interesting stuff and bits of old graffiti in Roman temples, and, you know, there's, there's interesting stuff there. I just would like to bring, I'd like St. Anthony to go back in time and mm. um, bring one of these women... Maybe from Convict Australia, probably most probably Convict Australia, yeah. and get them. And I just like to sit them down with a cup of coffee, and have a nice old natter with them. About, take copious notes. <laughs> take copious notes about their history because I think yeah. that would be really interesting. No, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, it is it is. There are so many stories out there which are lost, and so many stories which you would find out that you know things are similar or things were different, and just you know, are people people or are are we are we different to those convict women? 
who must have done something wrong, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't have been sent to Australia. Yes. What kind of crimes would they have committed? Oh, they stole a loaf of bread. Yeah, almost certainly. And, <laughs> and off to Australia for you to set up a prosperous and wealthy mm-hmm. nation as is now. Yes. Good. Which is why I'm on the other side of the world from it. Yes, why you've been here for <laughs> ten whole years now. Is it, is it ten years? It's ten, ten years. Ten years and a week. Ten years and a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, you must kind of like it a bit then. So. Yes, I just keep on meeting guys who are not Australians. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the world is full of guys who aren't Australians. Yes. In fact, if you want to meet Australians, go to Australia. Yes. Or There's school. much less uh, Australian boys than there used to be in London. So. Yes, I, I've noticed that. It does seem to be slightly less around. Yes. Oh, well, never mind. Um, I'm, I'm sure if there's one listening now... Um, actually, well, not, not at the moment. No, not at the moment. But, no, because cause yes. my boy might be listening to this. Exactly, and be going, yes. And, and he's a lovely chap. And so, yes, exactly. <laughs> no Australian men for you right now. No. Okay, well, I think that's that's pretty much all we've got time for. You've answered all my questions in a very, very good way. Have yes. you got anything left that's outstanding on your, your piece of paper? I just, just want to say to people, because this is the last show uh, for the summer until the end of the summer, um, that Danny has been a very good um, guest in the much as she'd made some notes beforehand. And whilst I'm very, very grateful for all my guests this season, some of you didn't try, did you? Some no. Of you, some of you didn't try. So um, just think about it over the summer. You're going to be on next season. Think about it over the summer. Or why not go out there and lose some stuff in an amusing way or find some amusing stuff? You know, think about it. Yes. Yes, it's very good. Go be losers. Go go out and be losers. Yes, go go out and lose <laughs> will be my... So, yes, this is the last show for uh, the summer, um, but we will be back in the autumn, hopefully. Um, so I'd like to thank Danny for being here. Um, thank you for would, inviting me. Yes, I would like to thank SOAS uh, Radio for the studio and so on. And we're now going to go back to the Korean iPod for the last track, Who Knows?, what it's going to be. This one is completely Korean. All I know about it is it is track four of AN album. And um, good luck us. The Federal Plaza in Chicago, October 2002. 2002 speech against the Iraq War. I stand before you as someone who is not opposed to uh, it, war it, in all it's, it's a student's iPod. I mean, I, in some ways, in some ways, this is the perfect ending. But I don't know whether I should put... I'm going to try and put a bit of music on. Um, just, just because, you know, the show normally ends on music. Nevertheless, that speech, awesome. Whoever, whoever speech it was. Um, Come on, let's get some K-pop. Yeah, OK, this, this one is, is, is bound to be... That's more like it. All right, thank you very much for listening. And this is some sappy K-pop. Oh, my God.